Ed Peters, and I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. We move on today to Matthew chapter 9. In the previous chapter, we have seen six miracles which demonstrate that the king has the dynamic power to enforce the ethic that he has pronounced. And here in chapter 9, Matthew continues this same thought. Now, today we will be looking at verses 1 through 8 of Matthew chapter 9, the account of Jesus healing a paralyzed man. As chapter 9 opens, we see that Jesus and his disciples leave the country of the Gadarenes, who did not want him, and return to Capernaum. Now, here are verses 1 through 8 of chapter 9, Matthew's account of what took place as he returned to his hometown. So Jesus climbed into a boat and went across the lake to Capernaum, his hometown. Soon some men brought him a paralyzed man on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick man, Cheer up, for I have forgiven your sins. Blasphemy! This man is saying that he is God, exclaimed some of the religious leaders to themselves. Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked them, Why are you thinking such evil thoughts? I, the Messiah, have the authority on earth to forgive sins. But talk is cheap. Anyone could say that. So I'll prove to you by healing this man. Then, turning to the paralyzed man, he commanded, Pick up your stretcher and go on home, for you are healed. And the man jumped up and left. A chill of fear swept through the crowd as they saw this happen right before their eyes. How they praised God for giving such authority to a man. This is the day the Lord hath made, I say rejoice. The ransom born to sin is paid, I say rejoice. The cross you bear cannot compare. Cannot compare with all the grace he's given. 
Here to bring us our study for today is Pastor Henry Harder. It was on the east side of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus had cured two men of evil spirits, and the whole town came out and pleaded with him to leave their region. I focused on that yesterday. Jesus left. He didn't force himself on them. Jesus never does. It's hard to understand that people wanted Jesus gone. Evidently, the demon-possessed, the dangerous two men, and the herd of pigs were preferable to Jesus. They would sooner interact with these wild men than with Jesus. Then Matthew writes, chapter 9, 1 to 8, Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sin on earth, And then he said to the paralytic, Get up, take your mat, and go home. And the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to men. Now look at Jesus establishing his authority over all to see that he was indeed the promised Messiah and King. Here were these friends of this sick man. They brought him to Jesus, evidently convinced that he could heal him. Matthew writes that when he saw their faith, he said to the sick man, Take heart, your sins are forgiven. Now first about the friends. It is the duty of friends to bring friends to Jesus. This man may have felt totally helpless and hopeless, and if it hadn't been for concerned friends, he wouldn't have made it to Jesus. Friends who have faith in the Lord need to bring friends to Him. Some call the faith of the friends vicarious faith. It was the faith of the friends that gave this man the courage to seek Jesus. While no one can exercise saving faith for another, yet one with saving faith can encourage another to seek it. Second, Jesus tackled this man's sin problem first, before he took care of the physical matter. Evidently, it was sin that had caused this man's sickness. Sin is at the base of all suffering. While sin is always at the root of illness, sickness isn't always the direct result of personal sin. In the case of this man, however, apparently his sickness was due to his own sin. There are sins that result directly in sickness. Immoral sexual practices often result directly in serious diseases. Unfortunately, often innocent people are affected by the illnesses through no fault of theirs. Sometimes excessive consumption of alcohol or illegal drugs 
result in illnesses. In the case of this man, we are not told what his sin was. Jesus takes care of the basic problem first. Jesus, in anticipation of his work on the cross, had the authority to forgive it. At this, the scribes whispered to each other and decided that Jesus had just committed a blasphemous act. Jesus had just claimed to forgive sin, and since only God could forgive sin, Jesus was usurping God's authority, and that was blasphemy. He had claimed to do what only God could do. They obviously did not accept Jesus as the Son of God. Jesus knew what they were thinking. In the case of the sick man, Jesus saw his faith. In the case of the scribes, Jesus saw their unfaith. He considered their thinking evil. So he said to them, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or get up and walk? Humanly speaking, it would be easier to say your sins are forgiven and get away with it. That couldn't be verified. But he was speaking to teachers of the law, and he responded to them as such. They wouldn't have been impressed with such a superficial argument. Since only God can forgive sin, it would be easier to say, get up and walk. No human could forgive sin. And since Jesus was human, he could not accomplish that. Their own Hebrew Bible makes it clear that only God could forgive sin. They claimed Jesus blasphemed. If he really had, then how could he now perform a healing? But he did. He said to the man, get up, take your mat, and go home. The man was healed. Jesus had done the more difficult, and it was proved by his healing. He did have authority to forgive sin. The conclusion should have been obvious. Here was the Son of God, God himself. Little wonder that the crowd was filled with awe, as Matthew states here. Here was a man who was doing what only God could do. God was here, walking among humans. To the bystander, he appeared as just a human. But his words and works proved him to be the Lord himself. Some rabbis believed that sicknesses were always a direct result of sin, and that forgiveness of sin had to take place before physical healing. It may be that Jesus accommodated himself to their understanding and forgave the sin first. However, this was a misunderstanding of the relationship between sin, sickness, and forgiveness. Now, we're not told, but I'm certain that this healed man went on his way absolutely beside himself. He rejoiced not only that he was healed, but that his sin was forgiven, and that by none other than the King Messiah, the Lord himself. Messiah has come, and he has conquered every enemy. 
what's known as a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 840H, Chapter California, 93263, USA. 